When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Just want to run into. And I can't begin to tell you how much we're going to enjoy the show this morning. We're talking about an interesting subject that presented itself. And it's that something maybe I haven't thought about, but maybe some of you have thought about. And it is whether or not strip clubs should get a bailout. So I asked my good friend to join me this morning, retired circuit court judge in Wayne County, Michigan, Honorable Wade McCree. I asked him to join us this morning to give us some perspective on whether or not they should get it from a legal perspective. Now, the strip clubs have filed a lawsuit against the feds, y'all, regarding the CARES Act that produced the stimulus checks and the Paycheck Protection Program. So I asked Honorable McCree to join us this morning to give us some perspective on this. And I am dying up and laughing ever since I read this article because it's just hilarious to me because, frankly, when you drive down the street, especially on an eight-mile road in Detroit, there are strip clubs from east to west, borders on other cities, what we call rim cities, right? There are cities that border eight-mile road on the north side of Eight Mile Road. And so those cities are in suburban areas. Those that that part of Eight Mile, but the Detroit side of Eight Mile is replete with strip clubs. And because of the shelter in place order that has been handed down by the governor of the state, Honorable Gretchen Whitmer, everything kind of shut down. But I guess most of us didn't think about what's happening with strip clubs. Well, they're filing a lawsuit against the feds. So I'm joined now by my special guest, Honorable Wade McCree. We just want to say shout out and welcome to him. <laughs> oh, uh, thank Good you. Morning. <laughs> Good morning, Harriet. How are you? I am well. And you? Oh, I am well here. Like everyone else, I'm observing social distancing. Um, I'm, I'm, was it? Uh, you know, I'm laying low, staying low. My entire house smells like bleach, and um, I don't go anywhere beyond my patio. So uh, that's about where I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Same thing here. I'm observing social distancing as much as possible within my house. And like everybody else, I'm not going anywhere unless I have to make an emergency run for groceries. And exactly. I, I can tell you, it, it's killing me because on Mondays, I typically go to the mall as part of my self-care routine. And it's been, what, four or five Mondays now? So I am like, oh. so my fingers are doing the talking on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm curious, you know, and I know your listeners have been, have probably been chiming in on this when I caught your show earlier. Well, actually, last week. Um, you know, one of the one of the distinctions we're going to have, I'm sure, as you're going to talk about with your guests, is you know, what is an essential enterprise? How do you define that? And that's going to be huge because, quite candidly, a grocery store is an essential is an essential enterprise. You have to have grocery stores. But what about right. a liquor store? And, and, and now we start getting into the gray area. And I know that's where we're, I want to hear you. Know, your callers, I'm sure, are going to have uh, input. But um, now, in, in it, well, in Michigan, you can buy liquor at at Kroger, 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Costco, um, you know, all your big chains. Now, I have mm-hmm. family who is retired um, and live in Panama. There, mm-hmm. their government shut down all liquor stores. I mean, they had like a 24-hour notice, and there was a run on liquor, and then the government <laughs> shut them down. Just, just, no, 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 come on. Imagine being an American you know, in, in, in a quarantine situation in a foreign country. What do you do without liquor? Oh my God! So, no, no, no! They're buying it on the black market. My 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 cousin called me. Uh, he and his wife have retired, and they live in Panama. And it's a huge American uh, community. Um, you know, because the American dollar goes so much further there. They live right. in an American English speaking community in 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 Panama. But the oh. Panamanian government, of course, is different than the United States government. And they're right. locked down. You can go to grocery stores, but their liquor isn't sold at grocery stores. It's sold only at liquor stores. And so, you know, they were going through withdrawal. He said, man, he says, there are people knocking on your door trying to sell you a bottle of liquor, you know, as if it were dope. And you know, I, I, I was laughing hysterically because, you know, now in Michigan, we have medicinal marijuana dispensaries that are defined mm-hmm. as um, essential enterprises, essential. and they're open. I'm just saying, so you yeah. know, a, a lot of it is going to be a lot of it's going to be some gray area here, Harriet, and that's what you got to go. That's what you got to talk about. So. <laughs> I know. Eventually, I will talk about it. I probably have to do this. Why don't we do this like on a Saturday night and have you back to talk about what's Ooh, essential? I mean, twist my arm. You know, for you, I'll be there in a New York minute. I will have to do that because seriously, what is essential and what isn't? I mean, like, what? Why? Why are cannabis stores open and liquor stores are considered essential? <laughs> it's That's kind of right. Like a That's right. I mean, I mean, I, I, I want to tell you, folks. You know, as you know, I'm a, I'm a man in my middle sixties. I'm semi-retired. I I teach school and I don't really practice law much anymore. Just you know, a little privately, but. Other than that, when we heard the shutdown was going to occur, I'll tell you, I mean, I bought almost three hundred dollars worth of liquor, um, you know, last month because I didn't know, I didn't know. So, God. <laughs> I mean, oh, there's only so much. No, it doesn't oh. spoil. It doesn't spoil. It doesn't take up a lot of room. And you know, I mean, uh-huh. I, and would you really, would you really want to run out of it? Come on. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, naturally, I don't want to run out of food, but. If my choices are, gee, Wade, I'm all out of Coca-Cola or I'm all out of bourbon, well, you know, that's an easy decision for me to make. You know, I'm just saying. Oh, my God. It is hilarious. It is totally hilarious. And that's why I wanted to have you give a take on this whole thing with the strip clubs business, that the strip clubs are suing now, this, the Now, this is your – well, that's exactly here. You are you hit the nail on the head. The reason I made the distinction between an essential enterprise and not is a liquor store versus a grocery store that sells liquor. How do you draw the distinction? The right. distinction here is huge. Okay, now I I may agree, you know that um, you know anyone anyone can have philosophical differences. As I sent you in our text message, is the government mm-hmm. legislating? You know the legislature. I mean, because in some countries, polygamy um, uh, is legal. What is so illegal about about a, a woman having five husbands? I don't know. But you know, that's another argument for another day. But your government makes a decision, yes or no. So if the government makes a decision as to whether or not something is or isn't an enterprise, well, you expect it, you know to have differences of opinions. Is the worst. Right. I'll give you the I'll give you I'll give you the example. Restaurants are open but they're carry-out or delivery only. 
So the restaurant is still in business, though their revenues are way, way down. But mm-hmm. a waiter or a waitress is usually an employee. Are they not? Right. Okay. And, and, they, and they will be somewhat protected. However, um, a gentleman's club, if I may be so uh, liberal with the uh, vernacular, a gentleman's mm-hmm. club um, only employs its, you know, a couple of bouncers, wait staff, and some bartenders. The overwhelming majority of the dancers are independent contractors. So mm-hmm. an independent, you know, just like if I'm a landscaper, I own mm-hmm. all of my um, lawnmowers, and I have, you know, and I have a couple mm-hmm. three. Uh, employees, but as you always see on TV, when the when the when the season peaks, I go out and I hire for cash independent mm-hmm. contractors. Well, they right. don't get yeah, they don't get benefits, and and sadly that is the same with these dancers. And I'll be uh, sexist. The overwhelming majority are women. The the one or two mm-hmm. male strip clubs you know that are out there. I don't know do a fraction of the business of the ones that have women dancers, but so on. To, or they or, the, or they'd outnumber them. You know, I mean, come on. The um, the clubs where women dance probably outnumber the clubs where men dance ten to one, maybe even bigger than that. And I don't care. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, an independent contractor has almost no. Um, almost has no recovery. For instance, if, if right. you owned a daycare center, your workers there are employees. They get right. they get covered by the bailout. But if you're a teenager right. who babysits, and because you don't have any babysitting duty now because the uh, the parents and child are home and you can't go out because of social distancing, you don't get any recovery. And, right. and therein lies, lies a desperate uh, a difference between an employee versus an independent contractor. Because a waiter right. or waitress is off work and they're losing money, but they they have a job, they have an employee. They at least, at the very very least, get a 1099 and probably right. even get a full blown W two. However, right. an exotic dancer, an exotic dancer, you know, and remember most of these exotic dancers in in the majority of gentlemen's clubs, they pay a stage rental because naturally the house. I didn't know that. Can't. Well, well, thing is, because it's so difficult. How does the the house police how much these young ladies make in their purse? If if, if they do ten lap dances, okay, do they does does the house get so much per dance? But if you're at somebody's table and he says, "Girlfriend, pull up and have a seat," and he palms you some money under the table, the house doesn't see it. So to monitor that or police it, what the house does is, I'll give you an example, they'll charge um, a, a dancer $50 per shift. So she works her shift where she dances on stage and then sweats the money from the patrons. Everything she gets from the patrons is hers, but she pays $50 a shift so she can dance at Harriet's Club. You know, we'll call it Adult Harriet's Hideaway. You know. <laughs> People will go look it up. <laughs> well, okay. well, just call me for the grand opening. I, 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 I want a VIP booth, okay? I'll bring me and four or five I other judges, it. a couple police officers, People, too. You have a great time. He's joking. He's joking. He's joking. Yeah. I couldn't Are resist, you serious? But, right. I, I actually didn't know that they pay a stage rental. That's very informative. Well, you see, well, let me ask you so this: so How me, else, how else would the house, how else would the house get a cut of of, of their dance tips? How else? I, they mean, I have no they idea can't. how they operated, and and, and so why oh. is this uh, why is this club owner? His name is Mahoney, Jason Mahoney. Why is he bringing yeah. a lawsuit then and claiming he has over five hundred employees in Michigan? Listen to this: This guy owns clubs in Michigan, Louisiana, Illinois, Florida, right. Oklahoma. And California, 
he even owns the Hustler chains. You know the Hustler one that we see on Eight Mile all the time. He owns no, 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 that. The, 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 the Hustler one is Downriver. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Larry oh, Flint Hustler um, Club is Downriver. But yeah, but you're exactly right. You on Eight Mile Road, they are literate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you are a retired judge after all. I'm pretty sure you're familiar well, with well, these and, and, and I've campaigned. And I've campaigned. You'd be surprised how many politicians you'll see at these you'll see at these venues. But nevertheless, uh, but nevertheless, <laughs> but, no, you're actually, but, but, but let me ask you this. Let me, let me, but, but let me ask you this, Harriet. How would how would the house? How would the um, club owner? How would they monitor how many dances one of these ladies makes in a night in a shift? And, and that's why it's so hard to uh, for the house to get its cut. So what they do is they just charge a flat rate. You know, if I have ten girls working this shift, all ten of them pay the house fifty dollars, is using that example, and they can dance and get all the money they can off the floor. And the house knows it's going to get you know that stage rental fee. If a young lady doesn't show up, then naturally she can't make any tips, and the house doesn't get her stage rental fee either. But you know. This way, and I guess they get a meal or two uh, as well during their shift. But it's an interesting business because it's it's almost it is, all cash but business. But isn't that kind of exploitative too? Like I mean, that is kind of exploitative under the guise of the girls are making money and there's no way to measure how much money they're working. And it it, it begs the question: Then why is this guy filing a lawsuit claiming he has 500 employees? He clearly isn't talking about the dancers, right? Oh, well, uh, true. He, technically, he can't. If they're an independent contractor, one of the, well, depends on, on how the, the fine-tuning or this is what's really going to happen is the legal interpretation um, in this lawsuit is going to be really the definition of an employee. Because whereas a restaurant, oh. now, that, now that it can only have carryout, because remember, the big thing that a restaurant loses if you can't have carryout is what? It loses the bar tab. And you know, in yeah. any high-end restaurant, your your mm-hmm. bar your bar bill is a huge part of your inventory. I mean, of your of your income. And and so, if you're just doing carryout and none of your wait staff is working, all you need is someone to lock and unlock the door and your kitchen staff. Well, in a mm-hmm. strip club, most of them are restaurants, and you can get a meal. But no one gets a carryout from a strip club. Hey, let's go to let's go to Larry Flint's Hustler and let's get that steak dinner carryout. No, no one gets a carryout from a strip club. And of course, all of the prices are, are inflated. It's the only place you can get a, right. a thirteen dollar cocktail that won't get you drunk. It's like, wow, you know, did did, did they miss did they miss the glass with the liquor? You know, <laughs> but um, uh, so so that that being a unique, it's almost like a jewelry store. Now, a jewelry store obviously uh, is not an essential business. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to be shut down. And, mm-hmm. but, of course, the people who work there, though they are commissioned employees, like mm-hmm. a car salesman, you know, they mm-hmm. make commissions, mm-hmm. but they're still an employee. What I think right. this lawsuit is going to do, it's going to redefine what uh-huh. really is an employee. Because cause I, don't think, I don't think the business company's office right now, mm-hmm. at least because I haven't read any briefs, I agree right now that the distinction see see people don't come to a strip club to eat. You come to the you get food at a strip club cuz it's a lure to get you there. A restaurant you go there to eat. You know, you're going you're going to a restaurant. You don't eat first and then go to a restaurant. Sometimes you'll eat first, go to a strip club so all you get are just drinks and dances. So I I think the distinction between a strip club and a bona fide restaurant is different because the a 
a strip club is a bar that sells food. A restaurant is a food emporium that sells liquor. And you know, and therein lies a subtle distinction. But I'll leave it to you. That is the most interesting eye-opening uh, commentary I've ever heard on what is an essential employee. But it exposes something that I had never thought of before. I'd always assumed that within a strip club that some sort of uh, – violations take place in terms of exploitative violations. I've always, you know, thought that young women under the guise of being 21 and older or over 18 dance in strip clubs because they might be economically vulnerable. That's what they might be exposed to. And, but I've never thought that they are not considered employees. They are 1099 contractors who have to pay a fee to dance there. That is further exploitative. So when he files, true, uh, true, uh, but but but, it, but it, 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 you're absolutely 100% correct. The exploitation of the dancers is, you know, is as certain as the sun rising in the east and setting in the west. The only distinction is, or, or the excuse that that validates it, is how does the house monitor? Um, you know, the dancing in terms of getting its cut. If the house is okay, you get, I'll, I'll use example, $10 for every lap dance or table dance. It's called a table dance. I guess you can't sit in the lap anymore. Uh, you have to dance on, on a box. Was it a fox on hold a box? Up, okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up. This is a, hold sure. on, TMI. That's a lot of information. So it's not called a lap dance anymore. <laughs> it's now a table dance. A table dance, at least in the city of Detroit, the ordinance was passed, oh, my gosh, has to be four, yeah, four or five years ago where you can dance, they dance table side. You know, they bring those these dance boxes, and you dance table side. Now, I guess some places still have VIP suites or what you, you can go to a, a, a back room or the upper room or whatever, whatever. I don't know. But a table side dance is just that now, a table side dance. They don't sit in your lap and soil your suit is what I'm saying. Anyway, but why? Why how, was that how, ordinance passed? Is it because of uh, be, 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 because uh, it? The, well, the, the, it arose out of complaints that lap dances were getting so intimate, if I may say. The lap dances were getting so intimate that some of them were borderline the exchange of bodily fluids. I assume some men would either partially disrobe below the table or have the woman actually put their hands in a man's pants, um, you know, and just like you're not allowed to touch the dancers while they dance. But come on, if you're a woman looking for a tip, and I'll just use an example, if the house was to get, say, $2 out of every $10 table dance, well, if the man tips you 10 so you get 20 and the house only gets 2 then the young lady gets to pocket 18 And so you can't – you can't argue with a woman who's trying to make ends meet. She knows the harder she bumps and grinds, the bigger that tip. Well, you know, if, if a man says, well, baby, can you put your hand here, and he's, and he's waving that money in her face, can you blame, can you blame the woman? This is how she makes her money. I'm just saying, you know, right. almost, uh, almost like so the bartender. Yeah, well, well, look, if the customer um, over-tips the bartender, yeah, you pour me a drink and I tip you so heavy and give you that wink, the next time I put my glass on the bar, you're going to free pour me. You're not going to measure. You're going to pour me good because I'm going to tip you well. And it's the same this thing here. Uh, so, well, so this is crazy. Well, hold on now. But, but hold on. Go wait. ahead. Go ahead. You don't think that this, uh, this lawsuit is opening this industry to oversight and regulation because now – as a member of the public and as a concerned member of the public, 
I want some answers about what the heck is going on in these clubs. I mean, if, if say a young girl who, a young woman who is 18 or older or younger, finds herself. Well, no, no, no. She, she can, she can, but hold on, hold on. Hear me 18 out. 18 to me dance. Out. You can be 18, 18 to dance, to but you've got to be 21 to drink. You can have to be 18 You're to dance, but you can be 21 to, to drink. Ain't that, a, ain't that a, uh, a blip? Go ahead. So I'm already seeing uh, a cause for oversight because I want some damn answers myself. I'm about to lead a whole freaking march up into the nearest strip club and ask some damn questions about how old these people are who are dancing in there because now these girls are economically vulnerable who go in there already and they're being further exploited, right? And they have to literally have sex with someone publicly Right, because they're practically naked. Dancing. in the back room, but but you know what happens. You come on, we're not stupid. You know it happens. You know it happens. There 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 there's back room there's back room uh, sex. You know that happens. I've Absolutely. heard of it. I mean, let's I've let's not be naive. You can't prove. It. That's why it's the back room. But but what I find ironic is that a young lady can work at a strip club at 18, but she can't have a drink till she's 21. I always find I always find that almost laughable. I almost found that no, laughable. No, it's not just, ahead. It's, it's, it's repugnant, and it's, 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 it's kind of like a double-edged sword, and it's hypocritical it at is. the same time. Because a lot of the folks... It, it is. Club the, the, the irony, the irony is just jump up. And lawyers yeah. and judges and city leaders and civic leaders and national leaders. Let's just be clear. The, there's right. a running joke that uh, strippers go on Air Force One to dance, and it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I came across, I, I, what's your I, name, I, I, Joy? I, I kid you not. I took a screenshot about two years ago. Joy Bihar obtained, had a picture on her Twitter feed of a stripper who was on Air Force One uh, dancing. My I goodness. I kid you not. My I kid goodness. you not. Oh, which, which, which president? Which president? Uh, I cannot say. Wow. Wow. I, that now you you got me there, but but then again you know, then we get we but get back to the whole I mean? thing. So what I'm about, saying is that these girls are exploited already. I'm not talking about. I'm assuming now it's becoming clear to me that the girls are 10.99 employees, so they don't have a guarantee of a paycheck. So I guess you correct. guys feel morally obligated to go in there and help these girls out. That's what you tell yourself <laughs> to justify why you're going to a strip club to get a hand job. Let's just be clear that that's what it is. You all know me. I don't throw any punches. But when this owner is claiming that he's filing a complaint on behalf of sex workers, because according to the SBA, the terms of stimulus package clearly state that for live activities of a prurient sexual nature, it does not provide lending for. And Mr. Mahoney says that uh, a lot of his colleagues who own clubs around the country cannot get a bank loan. So, as usual, the skin business is paying and funding everybody's lifestyle. I'm about to puke in here. God help me. Like, seriously, they're making money off young girls and young women and women. They're still making money off our bodies. Like, it never occurred to me that uh, strip clubs never got a bank loan or they never needed a line of credit to operate because the girls are dancing and selling sex and having sex with desperate men, apparently, who don't have sex at home, or maybe men just have a higher desire or degree of uh, uh, of sex. So they have they have sex at home once or twice a week, but they go to a strip club three times a week. So they want more sex than they, you know, they, they apparently are disclosing to their partners. I don't know. 
I'm just saying that this stuff, it, this guy didn't think this through. I don't know. He didn't think that. No, I have some damn questions. A, a matter of fact, can I ask you something? Is this, if Please. this lawsuit goes through, is it going to be in federal court in Detroit? Because he did file it. If he filed, that's right. He did file in the uh, Eastern District of Michigan, did he? If he did file yeah. it. Okay. So is it open to the public? I would like to go there. Oh yeah, a a, a, a trial, um, a, except for certain trials, you know, trials involving um, uh, minors or uh, uh, exploitation of children. Those uh, uh, cases or trials can be closed to the public, given the sensitive nature of a minor person um, testifying. But other <clears throat> than that, a trial is a public forum. And you are allowed to attend. And, of course, in federal court, you can't bring the TV cameras, et cetera, et cetera. But you as a uh, U.S. citizen, as long as you're not in there, I guess, with a cell phone or a recording device, that's why you always see on TV in federal court they have those artists who sketch pictures because they can't bring the electronic equipment in there. But you, you're mm-hmm. welcome to sit in, in, the, uh, in the gallery, and you are allowed to uh, watch the proceedings. Absolutely you are. Absolutely. I want to go because I want to talk to this guy and ask him what the heck. No, I think I think all all I'm not talking. Men are not going to join us because you guys obviously under the down low or whatever they call it, <laughs> do go to your strip club and support the girls and their industry under the guise of well, I'm helping them out. No, you're not. You're helping yourselves out to achieve your 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 the peak it, it, exactly. of your sexual and, desire. And, and, but, and, and, and you know what I think is an uh, is an unfair analogy, and you're exactly correct about the exploitation of, of these young women, that, of course, again, as we talk about, as, as I sent you in that text message, we are in a quandary. We are in a battle of freedom versus order. At what point does the societal order have to be maintained by the government to the detriment of some people's individual freedoms? Once you turn 18, and of course, one of the big antitrust cases that went all the way up to the Supreme Court was about these professional athletes. You know, you know, if if someone who is 18, 19 is a legal adult in most well, a legal adult in most states can vote, except or maybe can't buy liquor, but at least is, is mm-hmm. a licensed adult. What is to mm-hmm. stop that athlete from going to the NBA, the NBA, the NHL to play professional sports? At an 18, 19 years old, he doesn't have to go to college. If you're good enough to go pro like LeBron James, you can go pro. Fine. What is to stop a woman who says, look, I'm only flavor of the month for a month. I'm only going to be this young with my body defying gravity only so long. Why can't I make my money now? Because I can't make this same money at 80 that I can make at 18. And let's just be real about it. Just like when Isaiah Thomas and some of these other people went pro and they came back to school later on and got their college degree, they said, look, why would I have stayed in college to give up all those millions for those three, four years when I can make my money and get my schooling later? So the bad, and I mean bad, analogy is a young woman saying the same thing. You know, I can do this because it gives me flexible justify that. This is exactly why I refer to it as an exploitative nature because they're taking advantage of people's economic vulnerabilities to make money. And at the end of the day, the girls are not fully employed, so they don't have benefits. They're not contributing to a 401k. They're not getting health care benefits. And now. When the economy is shut down, they probably are the 1099 employees Governor Whitmer was referring to who have to go file for unemployment. 
because traditional, because they're not considered an employee, they didn't get a W-2. Right. Even if they were going to be listed as a server or a waitress in the bar, that's probably what I want to ask Mr. Mahoney about. I should reach, I'm going to have my folks reach out to him and ask him for a comment on this because I run an organization that provides services to human trafficking victims. And a lot of these girls tell me that they were dancers in exotic clubs from they were young when they were captured, when they were taken from their families, they were placed in, in strip clubs and chained and taken wow. to people all over the country. Wow. And I have been trying to say that for years to the feds, that this is far more organized than you believe it is because they have oh, the means be. to do it. And nobody was listening or they didn't want to hear me. I don't know whatever their reasons were. And I stopped talking. I said, y'all not listening to the victims. The victims have the truth. So on behalf of those victims, I want to ask Mr. Mahoney, well, since they're going to dance for you, put them on the damn payroll if it's a $3 an hour. But at least exactly. let them get a W-2 at the end of the year so that they can go and claim for benefits or go get Social Security later on. Come on, people. What do you, you know, that now, has that, to be the that, method for it. Now, that would be, you know, some here, you hit the nail on the head. Suppose you did this, just like with all, like a lot of companies where you have your probationary period. Let's say right. a young lady or a dancer has a 90-day probationary period. If it works out, right. the girlfriend, this is the job you want, then after that, you become an employee. You get the benefit package. You get, I mean, you may not be getting, yeah, why not get the benefit package? You should at least get some type of health care. And even if, like right. a wait staff, where they assume so much money is your tips, we pay you, you know, Three fifty an hour because we know you're going to uh-huh. make twenty times that in tip money. That would be a fair deal. Now, now right. I wouldn't mind if you were a contractual employee. They say, look, and, and to use my other example of how you know, just like in professional sports, you only are so good so long before you get too old. Maybe each woman gets a renewable one-year contract. You get to dance right. at Harriet's Hideaway for one, and each year you renew it. And, I and, not and, exist, and, by and the way, business. let me just put that disclaimer out there. I don't have a hideaway called Harriet's Hideaway. Let me just put oh, that out. Oh, okay. There. Well, you know, okay. Well, I, I was going to go down when the when the when the when the quarantine was lifted and no get and, and get a um you know and, and, and open up a business license. I was going to use that. You know, we're going business. You know, okay. All right. All right. But all right. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it because it sounds but, highly exploitive, and I wouldn't want that to come back but, on my dinner. I just believe in karma, okay. y'all. I believe it. Okay, well, Harriet, let, let me ask you this because I remember you were on my show, and and especially a lot of my frat brothers were loving your the the, the precise um, knowledge, and especially these histories of these of these children, these children who are literally confiscated, kidnapped, and then forced into this type of gig. All right, when I was at the uh, on, on my first court, when I was on the 36th District Court, and we used to have what's called the morality docket, and they would be this ordinance docket where, quite frankly, undercover officers, tough job, would go into these strip clubs, and then they have to have the owner, I said, they say, for every woman dancing right now, pull out their Class D card. And, of course, that is just like, you know, you have to What's have a driver's Class license D to card? drive. The, these young ladies have to, because you know, the city makes a few hundred dollars off of these things. To become a legitimate exotic dancer in a club in the city of Detroit, you have to get a Class D dance card. And what so, the hell so is I wonder. That? And, and this, what? Hold on, hold up, it, hold up. What is a Class sure, D card? Sure. Okay, a, a Class D license is it allows you to dance for money in, a, in, a, in an adult venue. It allow it allows you oh. to do it. Okay, so. The city of Detroit licensing a regulatory. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying the city of Detroit 
A part of its licensing and regulatory requirements is that exotic dancers must be registered with the city and they pay a fee? Absolutely. It's how how the city taxes the the poor. Exactly right. Exactly right. Excuse me, people. This stuff is bigger. This is, oh, my God. No wonder when I was talking about this, the city didn't want to hear jack from me. They were looking at me tongue-in-cheek, standing right there on the press conference, smiling in my face, knowing jolly well that they are making money from strip clubs being operated. A few, about a year ago, I think it was last year, wasn't it? I went to some young lady was organizing an expose on human trafficking, and uh, she did this at the police precinct, the one down on West Grand Boulevard. I don't know what number precinct that one is. Sure, It's right on the corner of Lodge and West Grand. Okay. And inside of that were a commander and some other guy from the the police uh, high command. And right. when I, I, all I wanted to say was, why are there so many strip clubs? On my way to that meeting, I took eight miles. And at between okay. uh, between the lodge on eight mile to Gratiot, to the end of you know to the to where I, I counted within a distance of five miles, there were like ten strip clubs. So I oh, yeah. oh, I'm sure of it. How are I'm all sure these strip yeah. clubs proliferating and operating? And at the time, at that time in Detroit, we were searching for a young girl who had been taken and whom people from Warren had traced to uh, to a strip club on Eight Mile. And the police wow. were looking at me like they never heard of strip clubs before, and they never heard of strip clubs in Detroit. So now I know why wow. everybody is laughing at me because I am the joke right here. I'm the public joke right now. Because I'm trying to say strip clubs are where human trafficking activities are taking place, but at the same time, the city of Detroit regulates exotic dancers, knowing jolly well that that is a form of discrimination and exploitation of young people and young women and in predominantly women. It's, and it's, taking it's young people, yeah, but predominantly women. Correct, correct, correct. Well, okay, well and, and the thing is, and. Uh, I'll give you, I, I guess, the, the, the public displayed answer. I mean, well, two things. First of all, the reason all these strip clubs are on the south side of 8 Mile is because in Oakland County, L. Brooks Patterson said, we're not going to have strip clubs in my county. So one of the reasons they are on 8 Mile is that it's a county road, so people from Macomb and Oakland County can access these clubs easily without having to drive into the bowels of Detroit. Okay, now, now the more important question is, okay, when the city – Okay, uh, it, well, okay, remember a year ago, maybe it was almost two years now, a year and a half ago, Stormy Daniels, the uh, concubine uh, or the tryst of, um, of uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, was on tour. And she played at one of the strip clubs over here on, um, on 8 Mile. I don't know you can call it, uh, uh, whatever one it was. And she had to get, because now she was going to dance in the city of Detroit, and though she's been um, an adult film actress for I don't know how many years, she um, – had to go downtown uh, uh, to the um, uh, licensing bureau and pay her whatever $250 fee, whatever it was, so she could get her dance card to play at the Coliseum or whatever it was over here on 8 Mile. So, um, and, and it was interesting because a couple of my cop friends were telling me, they said, the judge, they said, we had to have a half dozen cars out there. They were too deep. In, in eight mile, we had to we had to um, direct traffic so a through lane could continue eastbound on eight mile because I mean yeah because the traffic trying to get into the parking lot of of this strip club was two lanes deep across. I said, good God! I said, you know, to, quite frankly, to see 
you know, uh, to see a woman naked and to pay that kind of money for it. Man, I'm just too old. I have better ways to spend my money. But, you're, Harriet, you are 100% correct. One of the reasons, just the public reasons, that they have these dance cars is just so the police can literally police underage dancing. And you know underage dancing goes on, and let, you and I are the two people who are not going to be naive and say, oh, no, it doesn't. You know it does. And the place where it really does are at private places. Because a young girl who's not 18 and can't get a car downtown can certainly dance, you know, uh, bachelor parties and, and, and things like that. And that's what's almost impossible to police. The, uh, the after-hour uh, after um, um, illicit gambling dens and strip clubs, I remember a raid um, that uh, I got to um, – uh, do the warrants for they had these sixteen year old girls um out here dancing, and I looked at the pic you know they had the the um arrest pictures and stuff I tell you they didn't like this when I was sixteen Harriet I'll tell you that i mean you know and i I see why um some young ladies who are developed early and realize they can make money off of their appearance, and then you have those as you were talking about who are literally kidnapped, beaten, tortured. And, and put into these situations, and it's hard to divide the two. When is someone making a conscious decision, maybe a poor one, to say, okay, I can make more money at 17 dancing than I can working at McDonald's? And matter of fact, I had a friend of, of my cousin's, uh, and I, a real quick story, and I'll be done with it here. Uh, my cousin's daughter contacted me. This is 25, 30 years ago. I'm a new lawyer, and she was telling me about her girlfriend. She and her girlfriend both worked at Subway. Okay, but the girlfriend would go and work there one hour. She'd work there one hour, punch out, change clothes, go to a strip club, dance, and come back. Okay, so her parents didn't know that as a teenager, she was, uh, as a senior in high school, she was working at a strip club. Why did my uh, cousin's daughter call me? Because her friend wanted to buy a brand-new Lexus at 18 and uh, wanted to know how she could do it and keep the information from her parents. I said, how in the hell can an 18-year-old girl, young lady, buy, you know, at that time, a $45,000 car. This girl had $40,000 cash money in her lingerie drawer in her bedroom. You, I, you know, my jaw dropped. You know, I, I'm thinking, good God, you could go to college for four years with this kind of money. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and the, right, immature yeah. mindset, the immature mindset is, no, I want to buy the nicest car in the school. Come on. Okay, you know, and that's why I talk about bad judgment, and that's why the society tries to police morality. As you know, in Kentucky, a woman can get married without her parents' consent at the age of 15. My God. At 15, where? you've made up your mind that you want to get married for the rest. You know, no, no, no. At, where does Michigan, that happen? In Michigan? Kentucky. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. Young lady got to be 17 to get married without her parents' consent in Michigan. You got to be 17. But you can be 15 in Kentucky. Kentucky doesn't make sense. We have often questioned their uh, decision making over the years. Some of these southern and and and, and their moral and their moral uh, hypocrisy. Yeah, Kentucky it, has some it, huge really moral hypocritical, uh, hypocritical thing. I mean, a, a young girl Kentucky, can get a young girl can marry her cousin. You know, come on. 15, but she can also dance in a club. But she can't buy liquor till she's twenty-one. And there you go. And there but you go. She can dance in a strip club at fifteen. She can't get married at fifteen. To an adult, not just to a 15-year-old kid, not right, to another 15-year-old right, right. kid. She can marry a 40-year-old man. She can marry a 40-year-old man if she wants, yeah. But she can't buy liquor. We got, and, you, and, you see and, what I'm talking about, this, this stuff. But I'm yeah. still 
I'm still stuck on the, the, the part where the city of Detroit, under the guise of regulating who dances, is charging. So it's not like a $50 or $10 fee. It's a whole $250 fee to be a strip least, dancer. No, 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 no. At least, that, see, when I started, it used to be like a $30 or $40, you know, uh, uh, fee. And then, of course, when the city went into hard financial times looking for ways to make more money, for instance, you know, now parking tickets in Detroit are now $75 and there's no early pay discount because the city needs revenue. Well, 25 years ago, they upped the Class D dance card license from like a $25 fee to a few hundred dollars, I mean, at least a couple $300 to get, to get your dance Imagine card. And just that. like a season. Well, look, look, if you drive a taxi cab legally, don't you have to get a um, – um, a chauffeur's license. license. Yeah, if, you're going, yeah. if, if you're going to if you're going to carry a gun, you have a CCW license, and you have right. to renew that every year. Yeah, that's like and ten so or fifteen okay. dollars. So, here it but is. you're charging, true, true. you're making money again. You see how the, you see how hypocritical we are as a society. Yes. Let's talk about this Hell morality it. thing all the time. We 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 censor women for wearing clothing that we call revealing. We censor women for making sexual choices about our bodies, but at the same time, we want to control how we take birth control. Now, I get it, because you want us to go dance in a strip club so the city and everybody else can make fun or make money or have a good time based on our bodies. Do you see what I'm saying? This is how hypocritical we are as a society. We need to hold up a mirror to ourselves. Maybe Mr. Mahoney is right in filing his lawsuit. After hearing all of this, Wade, thank you, Honorable Judge McCree. After hearing all of this, I am no more enlightened. And I think I'm going to go shake Mr. Mahoney's hand and say, you know something, you do have a darn right to get to, to file for a stimulus package after all, because you are providing a service. These young women need someone to back them up. Maybe he is right. He wants the bailout so he can continue paying his employees. I, I kind of agree. But, but thing, but thing, he knows he's providing but, but, a service. If politicians are going in there, that is a darn yeah. service. They're making yeah, and, money. And, and, and let me ask you this. Um, from, from now, now, it, but I'm wondering, is his request for relief solely for him, the business, or for the business's employees? I understand your bouncers, your store manager, your cooks, um, and your bartenders, they are employees. But is his demand for relief, if his demand for this loan and this stimulus is supposed to also – Support the the women who dance. Now I'm with him on the argument because these are, are the, uh, you know it sounds like they say you know, when, the when this bailout ends, don't thank the billionaires, thank the thank, thank the the nurses, the doctors, the grocery store owners, right. the gas station attendants. You know you know is, is is this going to trickle down to the ladies who are who are dancing on a box so. for ten dollars? No, no, yeah. I don't think so because they have to pay a state rental fee and they get a ten ninety nine. They don't exactly. get a W two. And that's where I draw the line. See, that's I, see, I draw the line. See, I would say yes. I see, Mr. Mahoney, your point is, is is well made, but you have to show me how this money is going to be used to protect these the, the women. Because remember, they're the ones who are bringing it in. I don't care how good your food is at 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 the hideaway. I'm not coming to this restaurant <laughs> just because it's a good steak. I don't have I'm one. I'm coming before. here. Be- <laughs> I'm coming for the entertainment. You know, I mean, right. the, the, the food may, the food, but the thing is, if you know, I'm not going here just to get a $40 steak when I can get a $25 steak across the street and it's the same, it's the same steak. I'm coming because I want a 
semi-nude woman in front of me while I enjoy my uh, my beverage and my food. And she's why I'm coming. I'm not coming for the food. I mean, it's it's good to be there, but you know, you 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 ask the strip club, who would you rather have a quality chef or the ten finest women in Detroit? Well, clearly, you'd rather have the ten finest women in Detroit, and and I'd like to see them at least get a taste of, of what this is because they're the ones who are exploited. You know, when no one's coming in, they're the ones not making any money. But check this out, though, Wade. Mister uh, Mahoney Please. says that his industry, the strip clubs industry, y'all made $8 billion last year. And in fact, up until the coronavirus pandemic hit, they were on a five-year upward trend of growth. Right. So well, I saw that in the article. Right, right. He, 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 said, he said they had yeah. been on a, on a slow uptick for the last, yes, yeah, several years. And this looked to yeah. be a banner year up until the quarantine. You are correct. Yeah. So you all guys have been busy uh, spreading your joy, whatever you want to call it, and money around the strip clubs. I'm wondering how many of them owe uh, uh, child support, maybe. Maybe that's why you all ain't going to get a stimulus check because all your money was spent on the strip That'd be fascinating. That'd be fascinating. If, if by some chance, if by some chance they were able to get the names, you know, if, you, if by some chance you had to give your government name or, or swipe swipe a piece of government issue ID to go into a strip club so that the government could run to see if you have any outstanding bench warrants or delinquencies in child support. Ooh. Oh, oh my that God. would be that would that be would fascinating. That because here's some some numbers Ooh, that I'm gonna share with you. The strip club industry, according to Mr. Mahoney, made eight yes. billion dollars last year. They have over 57,000 employees, and they operate as a group, y'all. They're so organized. Wow. Now, this participant filed a lawsuit on behalf of a club he owns in Flint called Little Darlings. So Little Darlings has a Twitter page. I went to their Twitter page, and my God in heaven, I almost (laughs) fell. I'm so glad I don't have a young son at home. Because on their Twitter page during this quarantine, they were showing semi-nude photos. But you can't call it uh, pornography anymore because uh, underwear manufacturers do advertise porn, soft porn, I call it, because that's how their, you know, their advertising looks. So he says on behalf of that business in, in, in Flint, that little club called Little Darlings, and I'm like, well, what, why do you call it little darlings? Are they little in stature or are they little in age? Are they under 18? So you want every man to think that your, your, your neighbor's daughter and your, your, your brother's daughter, your niece, or your best friend's daughter is your little darling? I mean, I was just, the, the analogies that just kept popping into my mind were just unbelievable. Oh, I, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, that is an interesting name. That, that, and, and obviously, there, there is nothing to stop you from going downtown and you know, uh, uh, you know, getting a copyright trademark or becoming what's it called, an assumed name. You know, um, right. And, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, if um, uh, years ago, I mean, many years ago, uh, back in New York, Joe DiMaggio, of course, was a uh, great um, a baseball player, and a restaurant. Wanted to open a um, wanted to open a restaurant, and they wanted to call it Joe DiMaggio's. And of course, they couldn't because this man has a license to his name. So what they did was they found somebody 
whose legal name is Joe DiMaggio. Let's say he's a painter, a gardener, a school teacher, and they said, we'll hire you to use your name. And he right. was their, 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 their straw man. He was the upfront person who um, – uh, he was their upfront person, and so they called it Joe DiMaggio's name after him. And the real Joe DiMaggio sued him. So they said, no, no, you're usurping my name. I mean, if his name right. were Joe Smith, you wouldn't make him the owner of this restaurant. you know. And, mm-hmm. and the court ruled in his, in his favor. They ruled in Joe's favor. So I'm wondering, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's nothing illegal about calling your strip club Little Darlings. And I agree, it's, it's to enhance. You wouldn't call it, you know, big, fat, ugly women. Of course not. You know, you, you oh want to entice God. your patronage. Yeah, yeah, you want to entice your patronage. So that, that's an excellent point, uh, Harriet. Woman. I love it. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, mm. you know, Wade, I, I want to thank you this morning. Friends, I hope you enjoyed. He's going to become frequent. We're going to set up something for us to talk about what is essential and what isn't. It sounds like this trip yes. club idea is something we're not going to stop talking about so no, and, 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 no. and another thing you, you see who else has, has, has um, uh, raised a claim that they should be allowed uh, to receive one of these loans as well though the only right. user independent contracts the um, adult film industry the porn film industry said obviously with safe distancing we can't have people performing you know uh, uh, bodily you know uh, intimate bodily acts and so they've been shut down you know just like Hollywood but, but didn't Pornhub make themselves Pornhub premium they made themselves free the other day during oh, I, quarantine, I, I, they did. Uh, we uh, all know. Glad you told me. No, I didn't know. Did they? I, I don't know. All sexual activity has gone online because you all can't go into the strip clubs now. You're all on Pornhub.com or whatever it is. So let's just be clear. Let's not even bother hiding that fact. I am just like, it's. I'm not. Uh, what do you call a Puritan? And I, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. That's not what this is about. I'm looking at the angle where young women are being exploited and taken advantage of on the back of And that's of a crime. That's a, do they, do they get any relief? Harriet, you, you are exactly correct. Do they get relief? Yeah. Who is filing the lawsuit? This guy who is filing the lawsuit, Wade, he just bought a $2.3 million house from a guy who used to work for, who, who was a gold whatever. Oh. The, uh, the baseball player, right, right. He, he just bought, he just bought the uh, athlete, uh, $2.7 so. million dollar mansion. The right, right. The dancers today probably can't make their rent, probably can't, can't send their kids to school, can't get a stimulus check because they couldn't file, they probably didn't file a tax return, but he's still living in his $2.3 million mansion and wants to benefit from an SBA, Small Business Administration loan, where he claims he has only 500 employees who are probably, as, 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 as Judge McCree said, probably are just the bouncers, the chefs, and so on. Those are the people he keeps on right. his payroll just to make him legal. Right. This stuff got to stop. Right. This, this got to stop. We all, guys, I know you got to get your pleasure somewhere or something, but at the same time, I want you all to be mindful of the people you're engaging with. That it could Thank be someone's you. daughter, someone's niece. It could be a child who has gone astray because they didn't know what they were signing up for. Invariably, these young women don't know what they don't have a darn clue what they're signing up for. That it's a lifetime of enforcement and a lifetime chain to sexual activity that, as, as Judge McCree said, you wear out pretty quick. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. a, a, a human trafficking victim told me that they, they take the girls young because by the time they, when you see a woman on the street, she's considered done. The ones wow. who they think are no longer valuable, they put them on the street because they're not making money. The high-value premium ones you don't see. 
they're kept somewhere else. This whole thing, we're talking about morality. You you have people like senators and so on standing up talking about how moral upstanding we are. Cut it out. Just just (laughs) level with us and say, look, we got a problem, and we need to work with others to solve this problem. We, We have people who are being taken advantage of. We need to find some kind of... Stimulus income, we can never stop men from having prurient sexual desires. That's not going to stop. I'm not talking about that. I'm realistic enough to understand that they will always have that. But I do want it regulated where people are not taken advantage of. Uh, Judge McCree, I got to go. And and, and, and that's what it must be. Harriet, you're you're exactly correct. That's what it must be. I mean, one of the reasons they even had a licensing division was just so a police officer can go into a strip club and say, every woman right here, right now, I'm going to see every Class D card. Because you're, you're, the owner has to have that Class D card on file um, at all times when the when the young lady is, is in the is in the establishment. Because many of these yeah. ladies, as you said, they get them while they're young. Harriet, you said they they put a if she's 18 and 30 minutes, girlfriend, get you a Class D card. You about to make some money. And if they're all but imprisoning these women, you know, to to perform. Then you know you have to have some way for at least the police to come in here and say, okay, let me see your class D card. And of course, the cops, if they want to, you know, can pull the girl off the stage and say, I want five minutes of your time. You know, how long right. have you been in this yeah. business? Well, Where do you talk, live you know legitimately, what, Judge, and so forth. I, Judge, we need to talk about that. We're going to set this up another night where you have to Please come back do. and talk about how in Michigan uh, it was and, legal. And, and, and I'll bring, bring in one of my cops. I'll bring in one of my one of my cop friends who used to do undercover vice decoy and, and so oh forth. And, yeah, some of those yeah, stories are scary. Yeah, we need to do that. But I got to go right girl. now. 14-year-old oh, girls. Well, okay, I, you know what? Stop. You serious? Well, I mean, the thing is, they, they can dance a, a – um, but before the casinos opened up, uh, back, I'm, I'm talking um, uh, late 80s, early 90s, even before they had them at Windsor, a lot of after-hour clubs, okay, man owns a house, house is dilapidated, he can't rent it. He can't get a certificate of occupancy, so if he can't rent it out, what does he do? He turns it into an after-hour speakeasy. Two o'clock in the morning, he has illegal dice games, he has a roulette table, he has a blackjack, he has two guys sitting out front with guns who are making sure no one gets busted, and he has young underage girls who are dancing. He has liquor, he has drugs. He has gambling, he has whores, and he's making money And because he can't rent the house out. So that's what he uses it for. Usually there will be a neighbor or somebody who calls the police because what are all these cars doing on my block at 3 o'clock in the morning? And the, ex- the exploitation of these teenage girls was huge. And as you said, well, Harriet, you're at the front end of it. You, these are girls who have probably been snatched up, picked up. I'll just use an example. They came from Milwaukee. They came from Cleveland. They came from some other city. They're put here where they don't know anybody. They're all but kept in a cage or on a leash, and then they're forced into doing this. I mean, Absolutely. do you really think these young girls take home all that money? Somebody's no. getting their hands on it. And that's the, no, that's the troubling is. thing. But, but, but I don't want to preach. I don't want to preach here. Go ahead. I'm sorry, dear. That's- that's that's good. That's good. Somebody's getting the money. It looks like there's going to be a part two to this conversation. So I don't want to take yes. up any more time off the honorable judge because he's a busy oh, man. You can he take up my to... time anytime, Harriet. Now you know that. But okay. No, I love you dearly, and I want I want your listeners to follow this as well. This is going to be good. There's two things. You know, how does the government police morality? And at what mm-hmm. point does somebody's freedom, your freedom to earn a living, when does the government say yes, but when is that living, even if it's legitimate, have mm-hmm. to be regulated, and how does it have to be regulated? And that's the thing wow. that, that burns me. Because I, I see yeah. these cases in court, you know, people say, Judge, this woman needs to be locked up. I said, no, this woman needs help. 
She doesn't need it. The person needs to be locked up is this ignorant Negro who has her down here dancing. Some man has, has screwed up her brain and got her thinking that he's everything to her when he isn't. This girl needs help. It's this man wow. that needs to go to jail, not her. But that's wow. that's my preaching. I'm done. I'm done. Harriet, as always, wow. it's a pleasure. Wow. Honorable Judge, can I just say thank you? Thank you, thank you, thank you thank for you. being my guest this morning. I so appreciate your input, your wisdom, and the subjects that you have spoken to have shed light on a number of these matters. I just want to say thank you so much for your yeah, Thank you. Always a pleasure. You lay low, stay low. Like I said, wipe it down, wear your hazmat suit, and you know, go out only when necessary. We're going to get through this. You know, I, I, Being 60-plus, I'm in that high-risk category. You know, I've had a health condition, so I'm especially cautious. I've, you know, I was out the other day, and I, I saw somebody, no gloves, no mask, no open-toed slider shoes, no, and he was young. I'm like, good God, young boy, you're not invulnerable, okay? You know, it's right. It can get anybody, but anyway. Uh, right. that, but do well, dear. Stay safe, be safe, be well, and best to you and the family. Take care, dear. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much. Be blessed, always, everybody. Always. Bye-bye, love. Goodbye. What a conversation this morning. Thank you so much, everybody. I just want to thank you so much for joining me this morning. This was so eye-opening. We covered so many topics. Obviously, the Honorable Judge is going to be your guest again because he has so much to share. I mean, after 35 years of being on the bench, I guess you do see some stuff. But the conversation centered around whether strip clubs should get a bailout or not. And based on how they operate, now we are all going to draw off of that stat. We're all going to say, now, nah, why should they get a bailout? Right? Thank you so much, everybody for being my guest on this Tuesday morning. Join me tomorrow. I believe I have attorney Cliff Woodard on, and he's going to talk about the disparities in coronavirus testing in the city of Detroit and why is it that so many African-Americans appear to be uh, to be vulnerable to the coronavirus epidemic. Thank you so much. For more information, go to our page on Anchor FM as well as go to my page, HarrietKamer.com. I almost forgot my own name, right, you all. Go to HarrietKamer.com for more information on the topics of the shows that we talk about. Listen to our previous podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Breaker, wherever your favorite podcast is heard. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great Tuesday. Be blessed. Thanks, everybody. Be blessed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.